Good morning and welcome again to our Sunday morning service. I hope all of you is well. While I tell you one thing, I certainly miss you. I miss seeing your faces and hearing your voices. And so I'm just saying, let's just pray that times get better. <laughs> certainly that's in order today to pray that times get better. Now let's get into the word of God. Um, we've been in a series, sermon series, entitled Jesus Is. And we've been coming out of the book of John. Jesus Is. And we've been coming out of the book of John. Joe Saxon last week took us on a journey, and we certainly appreciate that. Well, here I am in John 3. And I want to read or start reading at the 18th verse. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Uh-huh. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may, it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. May God have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Let's pray. Father God, we ask that you would bless us this morning. Give us what we need and allow us to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the title of this series is Jesus Is, but if I can use a subtitle for this particular passage of Scripture and what we're sharing with you on this morning, I would like to use this one. Jesus is the light for the world. Uh-huh. Jesus is the light for the world. Now, I know that you have heard um, the phrase, Jesus is the light of the world. There's wonderful songs that declares that, which is true. And what I believe, he is the light of the world. But I decided to rephrase it in this way, because I want to give an example of how, yes, he's the light of the world, but I decided to say he's a light for the world because I, even though he is the light and a light, you have to choose to allow him to be the light in your life. You, it's a choice, rather, that you make. The light is available, but it's a choice you make to allow that light to be a light in your life. Well, for example, Naturally so, naturally so. If you go into a room, you've entered a room, and you have a dark room, a room that's dark. Let's say the light isn't on. Now, it is our instinct to turn on the light switch. That's just something we do. But it still is a choice that we make, believe it or not. Um, if you didn't think so, or if you don't agree with me, go into a dark room and sit there 
for three to five minutes or without turning on the light. Even if you know the house and even if you know the space, I want you, if you don't think that you're going to turn on that light or rather that it ain't a choice to turn on the light switch, go and just sit in a dark room for three to five minutes sometime, or however long. After a while, you'll start to develop certain emotions about that experience. And even if you know the room, but if it's pitch dark in there, you'll start to have uncertainties of what's in there, first of all, and what's behind me and who, and then the, and you have fear. <laughs> fear of the unknown. And so these things happens when you enter into a dark room. And after a while, you're going to turn on that light switch. You're going to choose to turn it on because that darkness has produced emotions in you that you're not comfortable with. And when you turn on the light switch, whatever emotions you've had have all of a sudden now subsided. It's almost like, okay, all right, all right. Oh, there's the couch. There's the, oh, okay, I'm safe now. That's what happens when you turn on the light switch. That's naturally so. I believe that some of us have entered places in our lives, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, mentally, where it feels like a dark room. It feels like a dark room. Why? Because you are experiencing these same type of emotions of uncertainties and fear. You maybe experience other emotions as well, but I'm identifying those particular ones right now. It could be due to the, the, the season we're in, in, in in our society. It could be for so many different reasons why you're in a dark room, because it's not just the corona that has allowed us to some of us to feel this way, although we don't like this. But people have been in dark spaces even prior to this. This is just a season we're all dealing with at this current time. And everybody's experiencing it in different ways on or rather responding to it in different ways. But however or wherever you are, the fact remains, it's real to you. I want to acknowledge that it's real to you. And because it's real to you, I'm trying to give you some advice here. To say that even if you're, even though you're in this dark space or dark room, you do have an option available to you. And that option is Jesus. He is that light switch that you can turn on that will cause those uncertainties and fears to subside. I trust that today. Matter of fact, I stop now and I pray for those of you that are right now in that space, that dark space. God, become a light to them. I come against this spirit that is antagonizing their mind. And I command in Jesus' name that you, you be broken from those chains. God, be a light to them now. God, I'm praying this by faith. We just need to start praying more. <laughs> Join that prayer Zoom. It's good. Uh-huh. But Jesus being that light, back to the message, I'm sorry. Ah. 
Jesus being that light. That's why I'm often struck or troubled by people who like to challenge the notion of Jesus being real and relevant. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if anybody ever challenged you in your faith. Now, they won't bother God so much. They won't say, well, we believe something's out there. But now, when you talk about this Jesus, there's always questions. And I'm often troubled because I'm saying, what has he done to you? Well, how has he bothered you? What harm has he caused you? Why would you want to challenge some people's hope, some people's freedom? Why? What's the problem here? I like to know. Maybe it's because of John 19 or 3, uh, 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 John 3, the verse 19 we just read. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. I don't know, just a thought. Maybe this is why you're challenging this light because of the darkness in you. Just a thought. I don't know, you can challenge me if you want, but this is just what I just read in the Bible. And I don't know. Who's to say I'm right? Just a thought. All right, Father, I want to continue and say now, I know some of you are saying, I, I got Jesus, Tommy. I got him. I, you know, I hear you, and I already have Jesus. I trust that you do, and I'm glad that you do. But as I told you earlier in that example about entering into that dark room, it's a choice to turn on the light. It's a choice. You may have Jesus, but I believe from time to time in our lives and on our Christian journey even, we enter these, we still rather enter seasons or spaces and it's okay, it happens in our lives where it feels dark. Even you that have been with God, Jesus even entered a space. You remember in the garden of Gethsemane? He said, would to God I would, I would like this cup to pass away from me, but nevertheless, not my will down will be done. He even wanted his disciples, he said, Peter, could you just pray with me? <laughs> just pray with me. Just watch with me. You couldn't just watch with me. Be with me. I imagine Jesus was in a dark space himself. That's why he understands our dark spaces. So, even though you may have him in your life and the light is available, I have light in my house, in every room. But if the power company decided to shut down, I got a problem. <laughs> Jesus, heaven, I mean, they're the ones who generating this light. Heaven is the generator of light. Pray to God they don't shut down. So, but even though it's available, <laughs> that's just a joke there, but I don't want heaven to shut down. Even though the light is available, even in my home, I still have to turn that light switch on. That's what I'm saying today. You have to choose to turn 
Jesus on, even in this dark space you may be in. Now, this may not be for everyone. Like I said earlier, you may be in a great space. You need to help us get into a better space, if you are. Well, one of my examples I got, um, I remember having a little cough, you know, and everything from a cough, a headache, it's got us all scared. What do I have? Corona. <laughs> so I had a little cough and I was in the entering into a dark space. Fear, what is going on here? Well, I went to the doctors, got checked out, but then I also went to Jesus. Because I knew no matter what those people, the doctors said, they couldn't deliver me from, I would appreciate if they were saying that I was okay, but they couldn't deliver me from those emotions totally. So I went to Jesus and he, I connected with him. He let me know all was well. And all of a sudden those uncertainties and fears begin to lift. He wasn't saying, you know, that he give me a specific because he just said, all is well. That means whether I had it or not, all is well. That resonated with my spirit. And it caused the uncertainty because if the doctors just gave me some kind of opinion, you know, and it may be like, well, you may have it, you may not, you still, I'm still uncertain. But Jesus said, all was well. He gave me a reassurance that no matter what I had, all is well. He became that light in that dark space. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to get ready to close. I got one more example, then I'm, I'm, gonna leave, I'm gonna leave you alone. And we're gonna to get to some good old worship. This is kind of like a vulnerable moment with Pastor Tommy, you remember those. Well, I was traveling um, with, on a trip called Sankofa. It was a um, trip designed for African-American leaders and Caucasian leaders to go on this civil, uh, on this trip together to these civil, right, civil rights monumental places in the South. And we were supposed, and it's designed for us to experience this rather together and um, share different thoughts and opinions on our experience. And what they did, they paired us up, African-American and Caucasian. We had to sleep together, eat together, and travel together and share together. It was wonderful, wonderful experience. But something happened on that trip. Um, we had these routines where we all would try to do what we normally would do, you know, in the mornings when we was at home and that's like exercise and do our little stuff. So when we were going from city to city, I would sometimes get up and go for a run and, um, my friend who was with me, he knows who he is and I love him. He said, oh, you're gonna go on your run today? I said, no. I'm gonna tell you why I said no. We had came into Jackson, Mississippi. I was always told as a black man coming up, you know, horrible things happens to black men in Jackson, Mississippi. So I was very concerned, first of all, of even entering into that city. I had vowed to myself personally, I'll never go to Mississippi. I never told nobody, even though I'm from Alabama. I was born there, rather. But I said, you know, I'm not going over there. 
I don't think I have a will. So when we, when they told us, because we didn't know every place we was going until we was actually entering into the place. So when they said what we was entering into at that time, I said, what? Well, I couldn't protest the whole trip. I mean, it was more than just me on this bus. So I had to go. <laughs> so it was in Jackson where um, my good friend asked me, are you going on your run? And I said, no, I'm not going to run here. There's a lot of fears and uncertainties in me. But it was there in Jackson where this young Caucasian man, he had to be in his early 20s. He was out, I think he worked at the hotel we stayed in. And he was out there talking to me and another Caucasian leader, just sort of talking to us casually and saying what's going on in the city and you know, you know how you do when you visit a place. And something struck me. That young man addressed me and that Caucasian leader as sir. He kept doing it. And I looked into his spirit and it, it wasn't, I couldn't, I didn't feel that he was doing it because he was made to do it or, you know, that he just had to. I think he did it because he wanted to. And he didn't see no difference between me and that other Caucasian leader that was standing with me talking. It broke something in me. God used, I believe, that young man to be a light in that moment for me. I don't know if that young man know Jesus or not. <laughs> Seemed like he had. Seemed like he does because he certainly became a light in to a dark place in me. Imagine if we would do more of that, just those interactions of being light to people. Now the Bible says that ye are the light of the world, a city that sits on a hill. See, Jesus is the light of the world. We choose to allow him to be the light in our lives. He's the one that generates the light. And if we, if he's a light in our lives, then that light shines through our deeds. And now people see Jesus in us. Beloveds, I will never forget that young man because he brought me out of a dark room by just being a person that's used in a sense by God in the way that he allowed himself. I don't know how he got there. I don't know if it's because of Jesus, but he saw me as a man and he didn't, and the man that was standing next to me, he didn't see any difference. I don't know where you are today in your own life. I don't know. But if you are in a dark room or a dark space, if we can turn on the light, which is Jesus, he could take away some of these things. Now, you may be out of church, in church, I don't know right now, we ain't none of us in the building, but Jesus is still available. Heaven having shut down, you still could receive Jesus and allow him 
to be a light in these dark spaces. You may need to call a friend. We have a prayer Zoom, prayer room that's through Zoom, and you can click on the link and those people are there are ready to pray with you and help you through. All they doing is being instruments to help turn on the light. So now you can see, you can rest. And those uncertainties and fears could subside. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name for everyone who's listening that you would be that light. That then you are light, you become a light in us and that we be a light even in this world. I pray this by faith. In Jesus' name, I'll be back. Enjoy the worship.